Welcome everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Rusty, who have released some amazing wetsuits that are limestone-based. Petrol-free? Petroleum-free mad dog suits that keep you very warm. And with the price of fuel these days, that's a win-win. Weddies that have thought of all of it. The planet, your plums, your body heat. They've got you covered. Green, High performance. Green Reapers 25. Enter that code, capital letters, into rusty.com.au forward slash wetsuits, and you will receive a 25% discount. And we've already got a lot of happy customers already. A lot of Green Reapers listeners getting on the Rusty train, sending us photos of their sleds and their and their weddies, getting a few spring waves. Proof of concept. It is. <laughs> There's been fun waves around last couple of weeks. I've actually been making the most of them with, thanks to the Rusty Weddy. Yep. It's a bit of sand starting to move around the Perth Metro. So, uh, yeah, fire up your wetsuit. Go to that web, uh, go to Rusty's website and support that uh, WA company that's supporting us. Legends. The good people at Rusty. They've got your back. All right. And also, Manscaped. <laughs> Just have a stroke. <laughs> I was about to say Green Reapers as Grew. if we sponsor ourselves. <laughs> we do, guys. I hit the uh, robot reverse. Hey, Grew. <laughs> But uh, Manscaped, code word REAPERS for 20% discount off your manscaping tool, the Lawnmower 4.0. You know, look after your tools so you can perform at your best. Legend. Feel streamlined and get into any pocket you need. Legend has it <laughs> <laughs> that they are actually going to be available in Woolworths. Heard a rumor. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, you, the code won't work in Woolies. So if you want to use the code, go to uh, direct to their website, which will give you 20% off the entire order. But if you're out and about and you need a quick little shave, Pop in a Woolies. How many people are going to steal them at the self-checkout, put them down as brown onions? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Manscaped, they're expanding, but they've been looking after us for a while now and make sure you use that code. Again, we've got some of the smoothest bald listeners yep. in this land. When your uh, missus or your better half comes up and they say, what do you want for Christmas? You say Manscaped, code word Reapers, and that's all you need to say. Look after Santa's sack. Make sure it's stream. All right, let's jump in. That's a blind press there. Hey, You're the skinny fat. Don't have to lose your head. Is your name Brian? You should know better. You're older than me, Brian. What about your nickname, Wong? Oh, that was fucking cut it all. Buddy. Good to be here. It is. You're on the blower. It's all happening. Phone call. Can't stop, won't stop. Is that- Screen that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Oh, you're smoke bomb. You reverse smoke bomb the other night. Yeah. So we had Eternal. We'll talk about that in a sec. But when we're at Eternal, you were saying you had a Tame Impala concert. You were going to smoke bomb. And then next thing I know, I see you on your story. You're there. Yeah. I was like, do you know what? We got out earlier than I thought with the Eternal. Yep. I thought it'd be a bit later at night. Um, and when I walked out, I was like, Jen, this is too good of an offer because- it was backstage with the family and friends, um, and I was thinking, "That's a I've got to go." Don't I? Yeah. Falcon, shout out to Falcon, who's a good mate of ours. He's like real close mates with Kev Parker, who is Tammy Impala. Yeah. Um, and they've just finished the, the last stop on their world tour. And when we we're in LA, um, I smoke bombed a few of those Tammy Impala concerts. Um, Falcon was invited me to and all that. Um, so I was like, "They're in Perth." I've I've got to go. But I had my moment where I was like, oh, I'm just tired. I can't be fucked. But end up being so fun. Also, side note, end up being probably one of the worst hangovers ever on the Sunday. Was it? Well, you know when things are free? 8% beers. Yeah. <laughs> but like it started off leisurely and then I was like, we got to the arena. <clears throat> what is it called again? Like RSC Arena. Yeah. 
and it was like all the the band and the family and friends and um shout out to kev's brother steve he's the biggest legend ever he's the one that like hooked it up came and met me at the door falcon um he's just living his best life his brother's just rock star touring the world and he just goes around and follows the tour when he wants and just oh, you know, no pressure on him just living yeah, yeah. and he's like the ultimate like party dude so like straight away he was one of those guys that just good vibes straight away but it was just beers flowing everything um just filling up on like sushi that was probably gonna be salmonella <laughs> don't know how long it was in there for but i was like it's free just fill your boots yeah and then fuck i just didn't realize how drunk i was until i left the concert you know what i mean and then you got you're in different environments and i was like fuck i'm cooked and i woke up next day dying vomiting Whoa, one, really? of the, one, one, vomiting? Of the top, one of the top three yeah i don't know where, I'm, i don't reckon i ate too much other than that sushi all day yeah i seen you triple fisting at Eternal as well. Yeah, but they were mid-strength, so technically that's just one and a half, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you're on the 8% bullets like I was. Yeah, Jesus. you were flying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love it. You were like, no, nah, they're only 6%. <laughs> no, no, Jazzy goes, are they 9%? I'm like, nah, 8 But the concert was so sick. It was the icing on the cake after a good night. Yeah. They hooked us up. We were VIP on the stage, like a center, center stage on the ground floor. So much room to move. Um, in that little VIP beer and just the best view. And I must admit, like Tommy and Parla, I've listened to a bit of their music and heard more songs than I thought I'd heard. I'm not a massive fan like of that genre, but I appreciate it. Fuck, it was – you get a newfound respect when you see it live and, and really understand the work put in. Yeah. Like the light show was insane and just him – he's so creative and what and like you can see how like in America they're so big like all these rappers and all these artists want to do collabs with him because you can just tell he's like one of those sort of musical geniuses he's good yeah. at, just knows all the different instruments and was it a sellout yeah it was packed bro it was nuts Fuck but yeah. we that was just so cool because it was so jammed but we had like so much space to move in our little like decking bit yeah it was really cool I've never had experience like that at a at a concert where you're like backstage with them all and you get to see it all afterwards. Yeah. All the dockers were there. Because he's like number one ticket holder, eh, for Frio. Really? Yeah. What about Rove McManus? Oh, he's, he's taking him down. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that his whole shtick for a while? <laughs> I think so. Eh? He's like, what the? <laughs> but I think he really did the song, didn't he, Kev? I don't know. They were all there, like Monday and shit, living their best life. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, the Eternal was sick though. Oh man, it was so good. I can't believe how good them seats are. Because yep. I've never sat right cage side there. And we had good support from the pod, eh? Yeah. A couple of legends. <laughs> Shout out to Scotty, eh? Yeah. And a few other crew. Fuck, he was funny. And um, the guy behind us, I didn't catch his name. He was sitting there with his girlfriend, but at the end of the night he said he um, loved the videos and all that. Old school bodyboarder probably. Yeah, so cool. There's a lot of Grin Reapers and yeah. Tension crew there, eh? Oh, we've got to get a whole box sold out next time, eh? Yeah. I feel like everyone, all our listeners – They've probably either been to one or they've been thinking about going to one when they're in Perth, but maybe things have gotten in the way. I reckon we just gather, pick a day, next Perth card, and get all Green Reapers crew there and have a hell time. Oh, that's me set every every one now. I'm going to try get them seats again. Yeah, I don't think once you get those seats cage side, you can't go back. Yeah. And the difference, I think general admissions like 80 bucks and the cage side was 144 so it's, like, it's only 60 bucks more, but fuck, it's worth it. It's like I was talking to um, – Huge about it. It's like when you're, say, on a boat trip and you look at the waves from the boat and if you think, oh, I'm right there, it looks amazing. But it's not till you're in the water paddling over the shoulder of one and you're that close and then you like get a different appreciation. It's almost like the seat's right there. You hear every little noise. Eh? Yeah, you can see and hear things you're not going to see from the seats. Yeah. Like you literally can't. You can hear. We heard, we heard a fart. 
Yeah, were you there then? Yeah. When the guy, I thought that might have been before he got there. Yeah, I got pink eye. That was when I first got there. So, yeah, there's it was Ryan, um, Frank's brother Ryan had the guy, the world's youngest kid. He was looked 15. They claimed he was 22. <laughs> there was something going on there, eh? We've got to ask Benny about this. The old Indian birth cert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he had his f- belly, he was facing us and um, Ryan body locked him and dropped down and kind of went to suplex him, hey, and he put all his effort <laughs> and the kid like <laughs> trying not to get taken down went, <gasps> Farted and he locked eyes with us in the front row <laughs> like he'd been shot and he just slowly went backwards in the air with a face of fear, eh? Just this crop dust just <laughs> flaying through the arena, eh? Unbelievable. The guy tapped. <laughs> there was another fart too. Remember the guy was pressed against the cage? It was just like the tightest little butthole, like, Wee! yeah. <laughs> But like only with seats like that, you can appreciate the inner workings of the fight game. <laughs> oh man! And I think my favourite guy—I forget his name. He was in the—he came out to the Veronicas. Oh, the um, Sage Northcott looking dude, Seb Ortiz. I think his name is. Fuck, he was funny. He came out. He was like, it appeared to be a safe space for him. He was in like he seemed very woke the way he was dancing, and then he, at the start when they're calling his name, he's like getting real low and he's moving his hands. He was in the zone, hey. And he was lip syncing everything the ring announcer Blake was saying. Yeah. Word by word. Yeah. I think he's visualised getting all the way to the UFC and he probably will. He's got such a different sort of – I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, he had uh, (laughs) – his chakra was (laughs) – He had a bit of Jeffrey Dahmer vibe about it. Yeah. And the first round, he came out, he was doing like capoeira kicks. He took the guy down, he like hoisted him up, had him in the air, and he's said, yelled out to the crowd. He's like, Are you ready for this, Eternal? And then slams him. It was amazing. And he like, he judo through him, and then he had him in this, uh, the, this crazy like judo move where he rolled over into a like a leg lock groin stretch. And I thought it was done. The guy went to tap, and then he kind of, instead of tapping, realised he could kind of grab his arm <laughs> and just escape the sub. But then, yeah, old mate Ortiz, he fucking must have blown his um, full load, hey, in that first round. Because yeah. then second round and third round, he, he was gone, hey. He was a, he was a um, exciting three-minute, though. Yeah. <laughs> or five-minute. He was like, his jits was nuts as well yeah. in that first round. That I saw Kobe him- Porter guy he was fighting just seemed to get stronger. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Seb, he put everything into that first round. He, it was his debut though. I reckon he'll be he'll come back bigger and better for that experience. Was that his eternal debut? Pro pro debut. Oh, pro debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he looks like he has some skill, right? Yeah, his ground game looked really good. Yeah, I saw him running the coast yesterday. Fuck. Yeah, off. I was like, trying, were you playing Veronica's? Dude, in your head? I was trying to like get a, my phone out to get a photo of him to send to me. I was, he had no, <laughs> no shirt on because do you know what I was thinking? I saw I was, saw this guy running from afar and he was good clip. And I was like, fuck this guy's, and he had his rig out. And I was like, this guy's a fucking bit of a specimen. Look at this guy. He was like running against the wind too. And he was going fast. And as it got closer, I was like, kept thinking of Husey. It was him. And I was thought of Husey and Husey goes, well, if this doesn't work out for him, man, modeling will I? And like, <laughs> he was living his best life that he was running and he just had no headphones in, but he had like this Cheshire, Cheshire cat smile. Yeah. And he was just living it. And I was like, that's right on brand from what we saw. That's what I mean. He's just living his best life. Some say he's probably ran from Eternal and he's still going. <laughs> he's in his safe space. Hey, the world is his safe space. I feel like no matter what loss or anything gets stacked up against him, he's going to come out stronger. Yeah. He was almost like at the start when you play like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat and you can do taunts. 
Yeah. Like there's a secret button that you can press and it'll do like a funny taunt to your, to your opposition. He was doing all that flow space spaghetti arms, eh? Yeah. If you mix Ken and Ryu to get one ultimate character, it was him. With maybe someone from Kurai for a straight guy. <laughs> so yeah. I reckon there's yeah. like semi thought he was going to beat the guy, but also give him a zhuzh over. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guy gets knocked out and he wakes up in a fabulous suit. <laughs> that was the vibe I was getting at. Yeah, uh, 100%. <laughs> like, he may tap you and sleep with you. <laughs> That's what I was saying, eh? When he- <laughs> when he had his back and he had his legs and his arms controlled, then we're like, fuck, there's a fifth limb in. <laughs> <laughs> his arm barred. He had his fully barred. <laughs> after every round, I was like, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He has something about him. Like you'd want to watch him again. 100%. The whole, the whole card was sick, eh? And then we can't not talk about the great man, Rod Costa. Yeah. Fuck, that was good, eh? The new bantamweight yeah. champion of Eternal. Yeah. He, he just... From that very first moment, he got wore a couple on the feet and then shot for that takedown. <laughs> and then he like somehow caught a bear trap, and the guy was running to the edge of the cage, dragging. Costa was kind of like getting towed behind him, holding on, eh? Yeah, like a jet ski with a tow rope, and yeah. he's just holding onto his ankle, getting dragged to the edge of the <laughs> edge of the cage. Do you know what that in that moment too, when? talking about how good the seats are, stuff you'd never see if you were sitting in the bleachers was his corner was right in front of us, that guy from Tasmania, the, the champion. Yeah. And remember they were trying to get him out of that bear trap and he was he was saying like, I can't. He kept saying, I can't. And you could tell there was something wrong, like with his knee. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he man, do, that, and you could see it on his face and whatever he was, he just kept saying to him, I can't. But he said it with such purpose that something's fucked. Yeah. But you just don't see those little things when you're up, do you? So that made me give it more appreciation of like, how close you are to the action. Yeah. And his knee was, and then when the, the bell went, his knee looked like it was like done when a cater. He went, when he went to hop up, yeah. It was so compromised, it 100% meniscus like ripped. That's what, um, when I had my meniscus torn, was from that same bear trap sort of spot. Yeah, you just knew, because he would have been hearing pops, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Costa, like, to lock it in and to hold it, you you have to torque it. So it has to be in a state of kind of like talk that entire time because the second you relax it, it's obviously when he can try and escape. Yeah, fire out, man. It actually kind of, it played out sort of similar to that Cater first round where he, he he came and gave it his all. Yeah. In the second, or he tried, but then Costa just wore him down, hey. Yeah, so then, yeah, start of the second round. He actually went through sort of the ring of fire. Eh? He was wearing a few on the cage, like, Covering up, but it didn't. They looked like big shots, but they didn't seem to bother him. Eh? He he didn't like get rocked or anything. He just kind of ate them all. Eh? Yeah, like what you were saying at the time, because the crowd was kind of getting hyped up. But you were saying, oh, like no, nah, he's all good. He's all good because he was gloving a few. He was wearing a few on the glove, and yeah. he copped a few. But you, at one point, it, if any other ref was anti, it might have stepped in. But like Costa looked like he wasn't struggling at all, and then he he counterattacked, eh? Yeah, and then he pressed him up against the cage. You can see that's when he started doing work to him, eh? Yeah. What what was the move? He had him like both arms locked around, body lock around him, and then just broke him down on his feet. Uh yeah, yeah, and took him down, and then just had his back, eh? Yeah, just you it's could all see. a bit of a blur. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, you could see there, you could appreciate the work he was doing to him. Like he was just draining him, and then took him down to the floor, and then yeah, took his neck. And because I started filming before it even. It was it, the writing was on the wall, but it, like, yeah. to get the, you, I'll look back on it. You see the emotion of the crowd, and everyone just knows it, there was no way he was getting out of that. Yeah, and yeah. they just jump up, and just, the the roar was amazing inside the arena. Crowd popped, eh? 
Because it was, to that point, for Scrappy, it wasn't their best night. Hey, normally they're just dominating everything. I don't know whether Benny's deliberately got harder fights for him or if it was just a bit of an off night for the rest of the team. But then, yeah, Costa sort of won it back for him, eh? Yeah, good way to finish Yeah, on a high. And an emotional way. Like you could see it meant a lot to their team. Um, Rod's such a calm, cool character, eh? Seems to be. Yeah, Becker was frothing too, yeah. hey? Ben just took a moment to sit yep. in the cage. He yep. just had his hands on his head and just kind of was – look, he was reflecting, hey? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, go back and listen. Was, I think we're at two for 222 episode today, but Costa, I think, was 2-0. Richie Benno. Um, you can hear in the pod with him, he had such a quiet confidence to him, hey? He kind of knew that result was coming. Yeah. And now – so he went down – wait for that. The two dudes fighting for the interim in the weight above because um, Jenkins left for UFC, Costa's beaten both of them guys in the weight division above. So he's – most likely going to get a chance to be champ champ, which will be fucking incredible. It's exciting. For a guy that thought he was retiring from jiu-jitsu when he left Brazil to come back, start up an academy, gets a late notice fight, starts smashing everyone, and now he's a belt holder and possibly going to be a champ champ. Incredible. What if that – say that does happen and he gets that lot, that level – when the Perth UFC card comes around, that's pretty good leverage to be able to – like for his management or something to go – any danger of a fight on the prelim, like yeah. hometown legend, like we'll be able to move some tickets for you. Not that it's going to have struggle selling, but you, Perth people would want to get around Perth fighters. Yeah, for sure. That you'd have to have some sort of leverage. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's It's no easy feat no matter what you're in to get two belts and two weight divisions. So good. And because he's so um, chill and cool, like people just want to support him. Like that morning, me, John, Tim went to his open mat um, we bought the shirts, the supporter shirts, the Street X with the belts on them, the sick like tees. And then in the crowd, when you look around, so many people had the shirts on. Hey, yeah, it was epic. When he when he won, I remember looking up at the stands and everyone's like, "Got this Street X shirts going going yeah. wild." And you got Crocs too, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> you're one of those guys. Now, hey? Oh, Sarah's um. She was so offended, eh? Still is. Yeah. So I went, <laughs> she just kept playing videos. Everyone you talk to that has Crocs, they're like, don't get them just because you'll never take them off. But um, once you lock the hubs on the back, they, they, they go into God mode. They call it sp- <laughs> sport mode, but they just – if you wear socks with them, they are legit really comfy. Can't, bl- can't believe I'm pushing them. Yeah. Right. I insane. held off for this so is, many this years. This is not an advert, can I stress? <laughs> this is not an advert. You're that guy now, though, eh? Nah, I don't know. I still wear me slugs for uh, driving because of the roof, like the sheepskin. They're they're like they all have their different purposes. The slugs have a probably maximum walking distance of four hundred meters, whereas Crocs are unlimited. You can walk on water, some say, with those ones. Maybe uh, <laughs> to make those trips to Rotto that much more breezy. All right. What's your thoughts on the Crocs? You'd hate them. Nah, horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crocs and slides. No, nah. you won't even no, do slugs. Nah. But what about what do you wear around home? Shoes, <laughs> porn star style, <laughs> shoes and socks. Nah, I've never been a slide man. I think they're for Jesus. Or oh, the, the sandals, so you know the sandals. I don't mind slides. Sorry, Birkenstocks. Yeah, pff, nah, only Jesus should wear them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And um, yeah, Birkenstocks and Crocs. Yeah, Crocs. Though there's a bit of a jujitsu culture with them because you come off the mat and you, know, you go to the toilet. You don't want to bend over, put on shoes. Yeah, you no. just slide them on. You know what I mean? So they are getting a fair bit bigger in jits. Yeah, I get the practicality of. I feel like Crocs used to get written written off, and then like Post Malone wore them, and then like blew them up again. Like yeah, it became right. cool, like anything. And then like now it's fucking like all the streetwear brands are doing them. It's sick that Bradshaw's doing it, but yeah, you won't see me in Crocs. Hey, <laughs> never say never, Buddha. <laughs> can't be. Can't do it. 
Jack and Sab's got a pair. But I respect that you guys. <laughs> I respect that you guys did it. Yeah. Did you wear it for Halloween? I did. <laughs> you, you read me like a book, eh? Yeah, I yeah, know exactly what you do. Grab my eight percenter and what'd you go as? Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Same as I do every year. Just that. Um, it's like the um, skull suit. Oh, like Skull yeah. Trooper, the Fortnite skin. Yeah. Did you go budget cuts once and just go as like the generic blanket ghost? Nah, I haven't blanketed myself, but respect to people that do chuck the sheet on, cut, <laughs> cut the eye holes out. That's my favourite costume to this day. <laughs> I thought you go as a big bed topper. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go? Nah, do you know what? Um, That's disappointing for Charlie me. wasn't feeling that great and Alicia, I know. Um, do you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to go do that street. Was it big this year though? Oh, I'll show you a photo. It's, it gets bigger every year. It's yeah. out of control. What time does it start? Is it an early start? We started at 4.30. Because I did a drive by at like seven and it was no one around. Yeah. Quite a few people. You know what they do now? I'll do it next year. You carry like a massive ham, a bag full of treats and you restock all the people because it's so intense for them to try and be stocked the whole night. They'd have to spend like a hundred bucks minimum. So you um, take a massive bag, so obviously Van's getting treats from everyone, and then you stock them up there because their bowls go empty so fast. Oh, so you, so, you BYO your own treats? No, you just you replenish the homeowners as a sign of thank you Yeah, okay. So yeah. it's like circle That's of life. That's a new thing, yeah, circle of life. Yeah. That's nice. That's good etiquette, eh? Yeah. Johnny, uh, shout out to Johnny Gray. Circle of life does as well, hey. At, um, it beers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, I didn't get to chat to him much, but it's always good seeing him. And it was good he didn't get arrested this time. <laughs> no, no. But he was, uh, me and Husey went to go get beers and he was like our guardian angel. He was just oh, standing he's always, there. Yeah, he's always looking after, out for you. Yeah, and just topped up, replaced our tray with beers before we even get to the bar. Yeah, he's almost like Tim is regal Jesus as Johnny Gray is eternal God. <laughs> eternal Lord, eh? Hey? Yeah. Shout out to Big Johnny, eh? Hey? Legend. <laughs> Bit old school patron as well and- just an all-time good guy. Yeah. It was yeah. six scenes from Grin Reaper's crew there, right? Can we say a big mention to Scott, who's a Patreon? Yeah. Who's a massive Grin Reaper's fan and Hellman. Him and his mates were in prime form behind us. <laughs> he has played the card perfectly. He tried to say to us that he was getting his drunken mate out. It was time to go. Yeah, two You're, fights before the end of the night. He's oh, like oh, saying oh. goodbye to us and he's like shaking hands and he's saying, look at my mate, like we got to get out of here. Um, I'm going to take him home. <laughs> the funniest thing um, you know, he said, look at my mate. I turned around and you know how you can sit in one seat or you can kind of splay out over three? He was taking up three seats, <laughs> half on a random dude. And just like out of a tongue, possibly to the corner of the mouth. Yeah, and then and I just thought, what a move, what a what a friend, Scott. Well played. Yeah, Whitey was like so in awe with the um, proactiveness of Scott's decision to get out. He goes, Whitey's exact words were, "Oh, that's so good." He goes, "He could see the writing on the wall, eh? Like it was time to get out before it got disastrous." Anyway, five minutes pass. Turn around, old mate who's been splurged out over three chairs is actually still in the venue. <laughs> He comes up to us and says, Scott was the one that got kicked out. <laughs> and he's trying to phone call him. He's had 20 missed calls. He's ghosting on him. Scott was like <laughs> ultimate cover up of his oh, downfall. Eh? An hour later, we get out the front and Scott's shivering in a T-shirt <laughs> in the freezing cold <laughs> waiting for the drunk mate. How did he get kicked out? I, I was trying to think because he played it well. Like, he tried to grade himself. Eh? Yeah. I, he almost like, do you reckon he got stitched up by his mate? Like it was like. Wrong person got taken down to jail, a like Shawshank kind of stuff. Possibly, hey. Because, like, there's no way he could have got kicked out. Yeah. 
Because he, he, you could tell he was drunk, but he was a good, like, drunk, had it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't offensive, wasn't yelling out. He was looking out for his mate, trying to get him home, and then, yeah, ended up in handcuffs almost. Yeah, I love how, like, his mate, you know when they're, like, that drunk, there's always a peak moment where they're living their best life, and then the, the downhill of the mountain comes real quick. Yeah. Was it- he was, like, going, grab his Achilles, and, like, <laughs> yeah. all his bike commentary, and everyone's getting around him, and then seven minutes later, he's passed out three chairs, <laughs> like, pretty much. <laughs> but he had a second coming to Jesus, eh? Yeah, amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> Man, shout out to Mini T as well. He's, fuck, such a warrior. I don't know if you saw his fight on one. It was about two weeks ago. But man, he got, he had a fucking gnarly fight, took some big shots, but he had like double black eye, uh, stitches in his nose, a bit of a limp, and he was just still out there like at the turtle, like supporting all his mates and all that. He's such a fucking inspiration. Amy He's the best dude. I, do, yeah. I didn't see his fight, but I saw his video post of his recovery, doing it in the bath salts and the yeah. float tanks. And like his face was so swollen and he's just. Yeah, man. He went to war. Hey, he took some, he gave some good shots, but took some big shots as well. And there was no quit in him, eh? <laughs> it never is, eh? He's a savage, man. All the scrappy dudes are so good. Yeah. The, uh, and on that note, Jack Della. Yeah. And Ben fly out to America on Friday for their UFC fight, which they've been after for a while now. Um, so they're fighting in a few weeks in Vegas. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. And then hopefully Della gets the win and then roll on Perth, UFC Perth, which keeps getting stacked. That card, if all the rumors are true and – we get the obviously the Volker and Makachev fight, and we got Whitaker and um, Costa, Costa, and then potentially they're saying the rumors Sterling and Cejudo, hey? Oh yeah, but then I saw Sterling doesn't want to fight till June or July or something. He probably doesn't want to come to Australia either. That's a pretty big flight for yeah to defend your belt if you're American. Yeah, wonder if it would be Sugar and um, Cejudo. That'd be cool. Yeah. Either way, that that fight, that, that whole card's going to be amazing, eh? Yeah. And yep. oh, talking about sport, Steve Nash got fired. Did he? Yeah. Brooklyn Nets and him parted ways yesterday. Oh, what? I've been yeah. watching the Nets. I watched the Nets today. I yeah, didn't they even... lost the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah did, did they mention it on the broadcast? I only caught... uh, oh, I, I, when I say I watched, I was more just looking at the fantasy scores. Yeah. Because <laughs> the dude I'm playing has Durant. He's been killing it too, Oh, eh? he's been smoking it, yeah. Doing Durant things. But yeah, Nash is gone. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Have you been following much of his? Uh, well, he's dealt with some shit, that's for sure. A lot of the teams, you just you lose a couple. Uh, like Lakers won their first game the other day. Um, who was under Popovich? He was under um, scrutiny. Uh, I guess it's just a results business, and people expect a fair bit. So it's ruthless at the yeah. top. He'll, yeah. he'll pick up another job though. Yeah, you can't just move around, don't you? And yeah, he gets those their, sort of their contracts is fucking out of control though for the players. Oh, man. God knows why the coaches are on. Yeah, they're on insane amounts. But remember um, when we had Mackenzie on, who's doing real well in the college NFL. Yeah. For those who remember Mackenzie coming on the podcast, um, he's been playing for Temple in the um, D1 division of the uni over there. Uh, he was saying how like the, some of the college coaches get paid more than the NBA and NFL coaches when they come <laughs> either get recruited to go there, like because the money is that big. Yeah, in those D one college divisions, like the, um, it's insane. Like did the you, proper proper money? Did you end up watching that uh, doc on the NBA Dream Team? No, Redeem I haven't team? watched it yet. No, but I heard they, someone they get a D one coach or what? They're co- sorry, a college coach. Yeah. For the Olympic team. It was pretty cool and he was really good. Yeah, because they're, they're really revered. Yeah. And a lot of them have like either 
play top level basketball or coached it and they're just like in the college system now because it's like another huge string to the bow to be doing yeah. that sort of um, level of coaching. So I've no doubt. Yeah. A lot, well, a lot of them, and that's and it goes the other way too. Like a lot of revered college coaches would get pulled up to the NBA and stay there. Yeah, it's yeah. sport over there. Is so, um, they're so passionate, right? And yeah. they're such a big like it's everything to them. Like the money the, to be a coach over there, like they do like uni degrees and stuff like that. Whereas here, you can be a coach and do. We spoke about that when we did this level three course for my cricket, um, which is like a hard accreditation to get, and they only put a few in each year. But they were speaking about the difference in like America and um, how they value coaches and Australians and other in, and other countries value their coaches. And you're really revered if you're a coach in America, like and it's seen as a degree. And you often have to have a degree yeah. to be a coach in your field. And um, they pay accordingly. Whereas here and other countries, they don't. Pay, the pay is not great compared to a yeah. country like America or Canada. Um, it's just interesting to see. Because I, I was thinking with Gordon Ryan, the guy I've talked about heaps, the best jiu-jitsu guy in the world or whatever, no gay. He's like a pretty good athlete, but he's not – or he is. He's on the roids obviously and he's pretty big. Then you think about all the dudes in the NBA and all that, how fucking athletic they are. And even for UFC fighters or whatever, imagine you had the pay that the – NBA dudes are getting in UFC and all the guys, instead of aspiring to be basketballers or footballers because the coin's so good, like it does make you think how many of them professional sportsmen that have never done MMA, how good they would have been if they did MMA. Yeah. Don't you think? Those fundamental motor skills that transfer over yeah. and, and just the, the level of athleticism, yeah. I guess some of them funnel towards wrestling with and the big draw is Olympic gold or whatever. So you do – probably filter through some of the best. Yeah. But there's got to be that many good athletes, right, that just have never done MMA that would would have been, like, undeniable. Oh, yeah. Like, probably a lot of even, yeah, so across the world. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Do you know it will ever get big? MMA? Yeah. Yeah, like, I think it will. I think I was thinking this today on the way to work out young the sport is. Yeah, true, I true. was like, it's so – how many years has MMA been around for? And it's – okay, well, UFC – UFC as the global identity. That's it's number one organization yeah. in MMA. What is it? Thirty years or twenty five years? Yeah, that's so young. Yes, like literally, that's what nineteen, what ninety five. Yeah, like you think about in cricket, that's like Michael Bevan, Steve Waugh, Mark Waugh playing. That doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's like the sport just started, and, and that was like nineties. And Michael Jordan was playing basketball then, but the history of those sports go way back. Yeah. And the games just keeps elevating. I think in 10 to 20 years' time, how good is UFC going to be and how, the money will go up more, surely, you'd hope. Yeah. It's just a baby, isn't it, compared to other sports? I was thinking that also with like surfing and bodyboarding. Like, it trips me out that I knew Stuart, Sevo, Caldwell, Connell McGee, all these OG, Jack Lindholm, all these guys that we've like – not, not just me personally, but anyone in the world has met and seen these guys and they're like the very first generation of a sport. Yeah. Is it just because we – there's not as much history books, do you reckon, from before – I guess the surf crafts weren't even around too long ago. Yeah. But you do see really old pictures of like the really old surfboards with the, the wooden fin and all that. Yeah. It is pretty cool. But that is cool. Same so with jiu-jitsu. It's such a young sport. Like there's not even that many black belts at the moment. Oh, well, there is lots now. All the next sort of 
10, 15 years, there's going to be so many. But at the moment, you can still go and roll and see Mich- like the different Machados, the Gracies, Henzo, all them dudes. They're like the OGs and they're still active with schools and shit. Yeah, Eddie, the sta- Eddie Bravo. The like, start of the timeline. Yeah. And they're still doing Picture it. like 200 years, it'll be, they'll be like Eddie Bravo and um, the Machados or them. They'll be like gods. Yeah, pioneers. <laughs> and I- to think we knew them and, or not knew them, but we're in that era. It's so weird. Yeah. You're living through it. I think that is what trips people out too with music. Like I know it does for me when people are like, oh, rap, say rap. It's like a young man's game, etc. But rap, that's like a perception because rap hasn't been along, around for that long. So when you see guys like Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Eminem, for example, one of many examples, in their 50s plus, people think it seems weird, but this, the rap, they're like sort of the star in a way, like – Ice tea and all. I know this, yeah. it goes back, but it's quite new, the genre of music. So it's weird seeing them get old and still trying to rap, but it's not weird to see the Rolling Stones at 80 or 70 yeah. touring like because it's new to people, their perception of it. But it will be a matter of time where these guys, again, are the pioneers and the kids that are 15 now that come up, it'd be more common to see a 55-year-old rapper yeah. as you get older. It's not going to be as weird because it's aging with them. Yeah. Think about the 50s, that – style of music how fucking rubbish it was and shit yeah when rap come out it must have been so well i guess it came out when we were younger like i got to appreciate it more my brother with nwa and all that yeah you get to hear some of the first sort of raps and it was such a impactful different time hey it was polarizing yeah do you think that can ever happen again will there be another genre of music that's like that yeah i don't know comes out and it's just so offensive at the start or whatever and you're like wonder if it'll be like short TikTok style songs or some shit. Probably, we're probably yeah. I think I feel like a lot of artists are angling their sales towards that eh, to get that soundbite to blow up and go viral. Yeah, I just think sadly we live through a different time now where technology has just absorbed all that sort of. I don't know that creativity in a way. There's so many options. In one way, it launches creativity, but then a lot of stuff just goes missing in the algorithms. Where I feel like back in the nineties when there was music shops and there was DVDs and hard copies and records like 90s and before that, it was such a thing that you had to buy your record. It was an experience. You go out yeah. physically, you had to buy it, you had to buy a magazine to catch up on the music news or whatever it might be. But now like it's on the click of a phone. Like, it's really good that you can access all that easy and you've got opportunities to make money quickly yeah. and, and be creative. But obviously it also kind of deflates the whole experience, you know, Definitely. it's soulless in a way. Yeah. Do you feel I, like I, that or is that just me? Yeah. I love when an, a new artist comes along and they're in their own niche, like Run DMC or something. You know, they're just doing something different and they're so – you just hear it and you're like, oh, it's Run DMC. Yeah. Like, different genre. Parkway are a little bit like that. I guess not really, but their success is pretty crazy. Hey, to, to be able to see it sort of manifest from just these little surfy dudes in Byron or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're just huge now. Do you think music will ever – like? I wonder what the argument is for artists now that will transcend and still be relevant in 30 years or 40 years from now. Like like the fact that Rolling Stones are still doing their thing and you can – like Tupac, for example, a rap, like his music's still relevant as ever. You listen to it, it fucking never gets old. Yeah. It's that good. And he was 24 when he died, 25. And you got guys from the 70s, like bands, like more even Metallica in that 80s, 90s. The songs you listen to, like Pink Floyd and that, Led Zeppelin, that doesn't – it never gets old. Yeah. Like, are there any insane bands that are coming through now that you think it will live on? Because I feel like everything I listen to now, it's remix of all those songs. 
Well, that's, yeah. A lot of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It would be so cool if I really hope a new genre comes out that we get to sort of experience it. Yeah. I sort of reckon Tammy and Parlay get an understanding of the fandom behind them, like just talking to Falcon and all the guys there about like how big they are. It seems to be that you can see people, they've got a bit of a tip of the hat to like that psychedelic sort of Beatles, wavy sort of mm-hmm. 70s, 80s, 60s era and, and he's doing it uniquely. He's doing it. You can tell it's all him. Yeah. I think that's what people gravitate towards because it's fucking the sound's cool and yep. it's unique and there's not, it, it's a live concert experience and I reckon you probably don't get that as often these days from modern artists. Yeah. I don't know. I, could be, I don't know enough about music but I feel like it's not, as brilliant as it is when you see like a Bruce Springsteen and those OGs, they just fucking just went out there and did their thing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Put on a show, like eight chicken heads. What well, was Ozzy Osbourne used to rip the bite head, chicken's heads off and then just like, let's go up Black Sabbath. Yeah. Now I've been listening to an old Ozzy Osbourne song. It's so sick. Um, it's a real popular one. Hang on. I'll, surely you would know it. I was listening to him the other day as well. Um, and then like Guns N' Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, you can listen to them on repeat. Crazy Train. Mental. Such dun, a dun. sick song, eh? Dun, dun. That'd be so good in the movie, like yeah. a bodyboard movie. It's been in a few skate movies. And yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, sick a song. They just get you so amped, eh? Yeah. Music's an amazing thing, man. It provokes so much emotion. Yeah. yeah. I told you my mum grew up from across the road from Ozzy Osbourne, eh? No. Yeah. I think I've said it before, maybe. I don't know. Did she meet him? In Birmingham. Yeah, they lived across the road from him. What? <laughs> Crazy, eh? Man, he's one that survived. Like He did all the heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he's like, still going, eh? They were like almost one of the first reality TV shows too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they were. Like before the Kardashians kind of thing. Probably at the same time when that was all blown up. Yeah. <laughs> he'd always be sitting there in his chair like, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the end of House of Dragon? Yeah. Disappointed or happy? No, I think it was sick. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so shit. Did you? Do you think? Do you think it went nowhere? I just thought there was going to be some sort of closure. Now it's like two years. Two oh, years that sucks. It's going to be two years. Yeah. Well, they're going to film next year, and then yeah, so you won't get to see really what happens till twenty four. Oh, I guess you kind of can work out what happens, but what? What are your thoughts on that birth scene? <laughs> oh, it was the, yeah. That I think what pissed me off with that episode from the start. It's just too much. Yeah. I actually, I, I can usually watch every scene. I must admit, I had to like cover my, it got a bit too much. I had to like look away a bit and I just skipped 15 seconds forward. Yeah. At least you couldn't watch that. Bit. It was kind of gnarly. It's just, yeah. Not even, it's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The noise, the sound and all that. It's yeah. Like, yeah. We get it. Yeah. It, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought it was pretty cool. The dragons. Some oh of the yeah. I love all that. The dragons and stuff. But Old yeah. mate got stitched up, eh? The sun. Yeah. What? Yeah. What happened? The dragons end up. It was kind of a shit scene, to be honest. Like they were, he was trying to kill him basically, and then all of a sudden, oh no, I won't kill him. But then the dragon's like, oh, but I will. Yeah, and the dragon does. But they're saying how the dragons can't be. I read up on it, and like in the books, and they've thrown like Easter eggs at it previously in the show. Like the dragons can't be tamed. They're not. They're no one slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just saying how like they both don't have control over their dragons. One. Being young, both of the, the kid and his dragon were really young infants. Yeah. Um, so they both have no idea what's going on. And then old mate, one eye crazy prince, he wasn't born with that dragon. It didn't really choose him. He kind of tamed it. Yeah. Um, so they were saying that he doesn't really have quite control over it just yet. Yeah. Because they're not like sort of one Targaryen. Any chance dragons were real? 
No, but I'd like to think so. <laughs> Isn't there a bunch of drawings of them? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, well, it probably was something. Everything was bigger back then, eh? It was probably just like... <laughs> yeah. Man, the world confuses me. The world really confuses me sometimes. I got deep into thought about where we come from the other day. Do, what do you think? Where do we come from? Yeah, like do you think do you think we evolved from higher species of apes or whatever that theory, or do you think we were just created? Because some of the, the the sums aren't adding up. Yeah, I like to think there is something out there that's a higher being, but I just don't know, and it hurts. I don't know how the. So you think we evolved from apes? Because the th- then I feel like we're too advanced to get there. Because sure, are they are they a little bit behind us now? Are they going to get there too? Who like the modern ape? Like what what scheme are they in? Where are they at the scheme of things? That's what confuses me. Like, oh, that they didn't evolve to humans. Yeah, but why did we? And then are they if they aren't evolved, are they on their way to evolve? Yeah. Why do they just stay paused and, and end up in like Taronga Zoo and shit? No, <laughs> I, I, I did read up about that. The theory is that like monkeys, etc. like were totally separate subspecies. It was just our little genre did evolve, whereas yeah. these other ones won't. But um, the thing that really makes me wonder is the different races. Like if, if you look at the timeline of the so-called um, evolution or whatever, it, to me the races would have been mixed by now. But the fact that Chinese people still look so Chinese, we haven't blended that much. You think we would? 100%. If it started from two people, it would go back to two people. Like I understand everyone, where you, so where you live in the world, your latitude um, is your skin colour basically. So if you're getting heaps of sun, you don't need as much vitamin D and the opposite. So say you're, you live like Norway or whatever, you know, they're all really white because they need to absorb more vitamin D. So their skin goes wider. I understand all that and why, how geographically our bodies have changed. But for the, if they're saying we evolved, I just can't see how if on that timeline it becomes so different so quickly. Yeah. And that then it's still so different. So what do you believe? I don't know. That's the thing that's really annoying me. I guess no one does. But Could you imagine the first people? <laughs> the very two. Yeah, yeah. Not Adam and Eve, what everyone says. Well, but man, it seems as credible to me as yeah. anything. Well, it, could be, it could be, yeah. But how bored would you have been? Like, what do you imagine? You could go back into like black holes and bend time and reverse it and see how it all actually went down. Yeah, like dinosaurs, how they actually looked, what really went down. Like it does seem, and what are humans doing, and how did we even get to where we are? That's yeah. what hurts my head. It can't have started with two people because imagine they had their kid, and then the house of dragon birth scene happens. Yeah, all of a sudden humans are gone before they started. It's not. It, yeah, sometimes I believe that it had to be something similar to that that was really gradual, but I don't know. Something's not adding up to me. It's, it is. <laughs> it actually does mind. It, like it fucks your mind big time. And when you do think about how there's not only just humans as life, there's millions of different life forms on the same planet. Yeah. Like, and why? How the hell did that cell become that cell? And yeah. And some are so old and handled, like the Crocs and shit. Yeah, that have like transcended through like the Big Bang and all this sort of shit. Yeah. And they're still here. And then we go down with coronavirus. Like, <laughs> these <laughs> things are like living through the Holocaust and we're just like, just sniffle takes us down. Joe Biden days. the other day started talking about people in the crowd and he brought up his chick that's been dead for years and he's thinking her. No. Oh, dude, it's so fucking hectic. Has he fully cooked it? Fully cooked it, eh? 
then they get like a cover-up story coming up and she's going, oh, yeah, that uh, lady's – he was just top of mind. He was just thinking about her and she created a new v- – a new thing called top of mind. <laughs> Basically, if you fuck up, you just you blame top of mind. Eh? People um, are just covering up for him all the time now, eh? His marketing, his PR team. Oh, Must yeah. be so busy. Yeah. Not again, Joe. I felt so sorry for him when he fell off that bike a few months ago. Yeah. What about um, that guy that had the alleged uh, home invader that's hit him with a hammer or oh, something? Oh, Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. What the hell happened there? He's the husband of Nancy Pelosi or some shit. Yep, he's like 80 and then a dude broke in, allegedly broke into his house and um, in his underpants and hit him with a hammer in the head. And he was like real flamboyant, wasn't he, this guy? like, Well, there's heaps of <laughs> conspiracy theories that they were gay lovers and they had a tiff and then Pelosi was involved and then they uh, broke a window because apparently the glass was going inside, I mean outside the house instead of inside. Yeah. So it looked like it had been broken from the inside. But you never know what to believe. People can just make up stories or whatever. Yeah, I saw Twitter. It could have been a legit thing. A legit crazy man. Yeah. But saw Twitter having a field day with it. Such an important person in their political scheme. You'd think they'd have a little bit more security, hey? That's what everyone was saying. Everyone was like, so you tell me this guy, he was wearing like rainbow undies or something and he had a hammer and he could like, he basically uh, John Wicked it and Jason Bourne it and got past all the Secret Service, yeah. got through the window and did what he did. Crate. It's kind of scary if you did get past all that level of detail. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everyone's like asking for questions, eh? Yeah. Twitter. That's all. It's all crazy, eh, over there? Yeah, big Elon Musk is going to charge $8 a to be verified per month. I heard 10 or 20. Really? Yeah, sorry, put up <laughs> the blue tick if you want the blue tick. Is that true? He just fired everyone? Yeah, supposedly. And so you brought a sink into the office? No. When he walked in on his first day, there's a photo of him. He walked into the office and he's got a sink and it was like, let that sink in. He's like, ultimate dad joke. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's just like starting to make shockwaves. So what do you think about that? If you charge people $8 a month to use a platform, if you want to have a verification and you get like, he's saying you'll get more perks, like early releases, you'll get more engagement. Um replies and it's a chance for everyone who's using the format to be able to make money off the platform. So you can like, if people are putting video content on there or being creative, they they can actually get revenue stream like YouTube do. Yeah. Right. So is it not a one off? It's an ongoing subscription per month. Yeah. He goes, I want to take away just like the peasant and Lord, um, imbalance where people just have blue ticks and some don't like, if you want it, it's $8 a month and you'll get, certain perks but also anyone can get it yeah 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 it's like a subscription that's crazy i I think he he, he's gonna come in and piss off a lot of people if he does that that's what he's doing (laughs) because he he wrote that he got people obviously were an uproar and he's like i invite everyone to openly share their mind and complain it's just gonna cost you eight (laughs) dollars i kind of love his um is no fucks given attitude. Hey, that's pretty admirable. Yeah. <laughs> just coming in and firing cunts and just <laughs> charging everyone for their tick. Um, yeah, I don't know. He probably but makes his money Twitter, back. Yeah, I, I had it from um, ages ago when I was doing Slicks and Decks. Used to use it a little bit, get a bit of news from it, but I just kind of, I don't know why, I just stopped using it. Yeah. I, I, I don't ever, ever post on it. Um, I just literally use it to read MMA news and like random news articles yeah. at night time before bed. That's like my mini sort of newspaper. Yeah. I'll just read it, but I don't do anything on it. Do you do Facebook for that as well or not really? Nah, I don't fucking, I don't really use Facebook at all, hey, anymore. Like 
I'll repost stuff on there or like Instagram connected to it. It will yeah. share stuff, but I'll browse it to see like family and friends from Ireland or generally what everyone's up to, but nothing, I'm not majorly on it. Yeah. I, I, seems it, like it's not as big in Australia. It could just be because we, I don't use it, but seems like it's way bigger in America. I reckon messenger's taken over from it. Like the messenger part of it is what I would use a lot. Yeah. Just like message what, privately message people? On Facebook, yeah, just like. Oh, no, I was talking about Twitter. Oh, Twitter, yeah. Nah, for Twitter, I just use it just to scroll. Yeah. And read news articles, basically literally all MMA stuff. Yeah. To keep, see what the journalists. It's just good to keep up with like sports Do you have a Reaper's one or you just have your own one? Nah, I just got my own one, yeah. yeah. How's the TikTok gone? Man, that video's gone nuts. TikTok's where is where it's at, eh? Like there must be that many people using that platform because every time I never – I need to post more on the Green Reapers one, actually, because we're due for a post. But that video we put up with the far is at like a quarter of a million views now and like 10,000 What's the likes. handle again? Um, we got to get people on there, hey, because you can't link or something. It's just literally, yeah, we managed to so – yeah, we just got 60 new friends in the last, what, <laughs> 40 minutes. It's uh, Green Reapers, all one word. And then I've got it as the Green Reapers podcast, but – it's at Grin Reapers. That's it. So right. if people want to follow us on there. We're going to start pumping out content on TikTok because I think we just got to, you've got to continue to evolve with the times, eh? Yeah. And for and a, a podcast saying- and media, the engagement's huge on here. Like we've we literally put one stupid video of a fart and it's got 267,000 views and like. It's like 173 <laughs> comments and 9,000 <laughs> likes and it's the fart that tore the world, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what Instagram used to be like before the algorithm. So vi- videos could go viral very easily and be shared around and there's no sort of capping the reach of it. Hey, yeah. so it's still got organic reach. For now. Yeah, exactly. It'll change. No doubt someone will monetize it in some sort of way. Or- but yeah, we need to get to uh, – because ours is a business account because of the podcast, we need to get to a thousand friends before you can start linking your podcast on there. Yeah. I don't know what that, wonder why that is, but yeah. I guess to stop um, spam accounts just doing it. So we're halfway there, which is good. We've only had it for like a week or two. Yeah. But um, um, I think this Branchy has yeah. got a big run this week as well. I think it's time to. Should we try to give him a little cranky call? So he's doing a hundred kilometers. 102. The two would kill you. I yeah. get the extra two. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> He's doing the Nettie Rockman. Yeah. But um, <coughs> it is. Did we already talk about that? I was saying how crazy Ned's feet has made it sort of look humanly possible. Yeah. He's ruined it for everyone. He's yeah. actually ruined charity runs for everyone. <laughs> I don't want to do Mug River anymore. Yeah. I feel like a pussy complaining. Branchy's actually gone pretty big though because I, I saw on Facebook his estimated time of – checks points and all that and he's trying to do it in 12 hours which i think is what he did his 80 in yeah but i guess there's no soft sand hey no soft sand and maybe trained a bit more downhill and flat a bit more he was saying but like still tough run like it's road run it's still a lot lot of k's on the feet he has trained a lot more he's looking really fit yeah it's impossible to run downhill though yeah, no, the whole way. I know, no, no, there's a bit more, like, it's not as ruthless as, like, yeah. that Moat River terrain up and down. But yeah, it's still, man, it's 100Ks. It's for Zero to Hero, which is a really good uh, charity helping teens. Suicide. Um, and suicide, yeah. Ash Harrison, I actually know her. She started it years and years ago. She's a uh, really nice girl. What's and, it called, the um, Zero to Hero. But yeah, they're running 100Ks on Saturday. So. Oh, and ends roughly 7.30 p.m. at Clarko Reserve. Trig Beach, yeah. 
uh, Trig. Is it Trig Park? Yeah, the park at Trig yeah, Beach. Yeah. yeah. So um, <coughs> they're starting the Sam Canning Dam. 5 a.m. I saw that. The breakdown of the So he's got 11.65 Ks first, then 16 and a half, then 14 and a half, then 15 and a half, then nearly 16, and another 14 and a half, and then nearly 14 to finish. Yeah. You, if you're feeling good by Point Walter, that second last stop, would you almost punch through a couple more and finish with like a 10K stretch? What do you mean? Like rather than doing 14 and a half and then pretty much 14, I'd rather almost do like a 17 and a half and then have a knowing I've got quite a bit less on that last leg. I have a drinks break, have some food. Yeah. Well, I think they're just minor goals. He can stop wherever he wants and yeah. have some food or drink if there's someone there for him. Yeah, but I think they, he told me they're going to be pretty strict with it because they want to get there on time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's pretty diligent <coughs> to get there because it won't be too late into the night. Yeah, yeah. Fucking We're definitely going to try crank call him. But it's just um, he knows our voice is so good. What voice do you reckon we try and do? Could he go old man croaky or something? Let me talk like this. No. <laughs> that was like Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like a city. You've got to channel like a boring council worker, a city of Sterling sort of government shill. All right, I'm going to try crank him right now. My voice is going to just keep changing, I reckon. It's going to be so bad. Hi, you've reached Cameron Brandt from B32 Media. I can't get to the phone right now, but please. Damn. Oh, I call West Perth football. Is he, he at works, work? He works there. I reckon that he might be even more legit. He transfer you through. Okay. So ask, ask your parent branch there. Let's see if your name's... They might still be Benderine from their premiership wins. <laughs> Out of office. Did that even ring or did it just go straight to... He might to, have screened um, it, which tells me he might be at work. But was it private? I think I'm, I'm constantly private now. I don't even change it back. Okay. The following is currently unmanned until Thursday the 10th of November. What? If your call is urgent, please call Joe on 043. <gasps> Can't call Joe. They literally are partying still. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They shut down the whole place. Maybe he was actually on the phone. Yeah, it might be. Do you know the dude he's running with? What's his name? Nah, I don't know. Call, call Branch again. I reckon he'll answer. Hi, you've reached Cameron Brand from B32 Media. I can't get to the phone right now. But That's r- like legit ringing because that was a different amount of rings, hey? He's running. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> oh, well, he, you dodged this one, Cameron. <laughs> are you going to run any with him? Yeah, yeah, I said I would. Yeah. What are you doing Saturday night? I've got a Clint Thomas's Bucks. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Bucks semi because he's getting eloped, but he's told everyone. So I say he's not having a wedding, but he's just going to like um, have like a celebra- celebration with the boys. Yeah. So his partner had like her hen's party and he's just having like a mini bucks kind of just lunch, long lunch and the drinks. Yeah. So I'll be doing that. Otherwise I definitely would run it. He's kind of missed the memo on what eloping is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a lope bomb. <laughs> like, elopement's probably like the ultimate smoke bomb, eh? Yeah. And Friday are we playing golf? We're playing golf. Gage Roads. The good people at Gage Roads have... Called upon the big dogs. They've heard about our golf skills the last few weeks, Whitey. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a big putt, eh? We're on. Putt B- Benjamin Putton. Have we spoken about that putt? Yeah, you've We need to speak about it more. <laughs> <laughs> that was unreal, that thing. Didn't hear about it. Drain one from 50 feet out. So, team of four, Ambrose. You, me, Mitchie J and Clint Van Dyke. Is Mitch in? Yeah, we well, said he was the other day. It's his oh, birthday see. today, though. Shout out to Mitch. So, 
If he's not getting punched in the face by Soa. Yeah. Have we even talked about his fight? When is that? <laughs> we did. It's coming up. Uh, it's in two weeks' time. Yeah. So he's – what, Soa the Hulk? Soa the fucking Hulk. He's like big dog UFC dude. Yeah. OG. Got to be 130 plus kgs. <laughs> he literally is. looks like Hulk, hey? Yeah. I don't know what – like what the hell's going on? Why did they match – <laughs> a cricketer up with a UFC fighter. <laughs> I don't know. Mate. I love that Mitch is just on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, oh. I guess if Jake Paul's knocking out everyone, eh? Oh, can we talk about that? <laughs> I don't know. Should we? Um, do you, you see the angle of Anderson Paul or Anderson Silva um, falling? They reckon like taking a dive. Oh, I think that was just a doctored video, hey? One, yeah, from one the angle. angle. Yeah. yeah. People just want to cling on to like anything to think that he didn't lose. He did lose. Yeah. It was close. It was, I thought it was close, eh? Yeah. It's kind of just how you pictured it going, really, hey? Yeah. I just feel like um, – I feel like Jake Paul is cherry-picking everyone. He, I, 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 oh, he's got a formula and he's sticking to it and yeah. he's killing it from I, it. <laughs> I think um, – I did never really thought Anderson Silva was going to win that fight ever. Yeah. Well, if you keep fighting retired people, like, obviously, that's why it's fascinating because there's a guy that hasn't done, like – any sort of martial arts his whole life. He's only been doing it for a little time, fighting dudes at the end of their career. So it is interesting, like who's going to win, the guy that's retired but has a massive body of work or the younger guy who's putting everything into it and he's fitter. So it kind of yeah. makes it almost an even fight because of the inexperience versus experience. But Anderson Silva is so cool though. Like he's 47, he's still slick. Like for 47 47- – you're old to still go out there and do it. Like, you've got to respect him, hey? Yeah. And it was a close fight. The knockdown got him, like, obviously the points. But yeah, um, I I see Jake Paul absolutely moosing Nate Diaz. Yeah. And I hate to say that. He'll fucking he, – he'll he'll beat Nate Diaz. Like, yeah. You put Nate Diaz versus Anderson Silva, like, you think Anderson would piece him up. Yeah, I just don't want to see Nate Diaz do it if that's if the rumours are true that's where it's Unless going. Unless he won, then it's – Yeah, then it's cool. But I don't want to – I fear that, like – Nate Diaz is literally knocking out all these – or beating all these UFC people. It's making the sport look a little bit like a shambles. Yeah. Unfortunately. The, the one good thing, though, would be if Nate did fight him and lose, good for Jake, because you you just know Nate's not taken a fall. No. You know how so many people think that it's rigged or whatever? Like, you know Nate would never sell out like that. Yeah, he never, ever would. So then, yeah, I can see why that's the best fight for Jake Paul to make, 100%. Yeah, they'll, they'll make the most money out of that. But I just couldn't stand to see if Diaz lost. I know it's different skill sets, but it still doesn't look great for the sport when you yeah. see this guy who's, like, been doing it for three years, boxing, fighting MMA guys that have been doing multi-skills. I get that for a number of years, but they should still be winning. Yeah, yeah. But he's been picking the right guys, guys that have taken a lot of hits to the head out of their prime. Diaz is maybe a little bit different, but I still see it going Paul's way. Yeah. And except Silver, generally they've been small people too compared to him. Yeah. And Paul and Diaz is pretty small compared to Jake. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's found a niche, that's for sure. Yeah. He does get a lot of hate. Hey. He's I think done all right. People are starting <laughs> to realise though that he's pretty like talented. Yeah, you've got to respect him, don't you? And um the work he puts in, hey. Yeah, and he's clever. He's <laughs> constantly just <laughs> nipping at Dana White eh, about the fighters' pay and starting a union. Yeah. It's pretty clever how he's using the platform. But he's got good people behind him. He's got that guy that used to work for the UFC. Does he? Yeah, that guy that Dana White just said he was – he kind of dismissed that he did anything, but supposedly he was like the chief like financial officer or something like that for yeah. the brand. But he goes, oh, he was just some accountant. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I like Dana wrote him off about – Yeah. Like, just – 
diminished what he actually was. Yeah. There's theories going around now, hey, in the post presses that you're not allowed to ask any Jake Paul questions. Oh, really? Because the last two, like, there's been none. Yeah. Whereas okay. every other time they've he's had to ask or <laughs> talk about him. Yeah. You see, he hates it, eh? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only people I that- love Dana White, man. There's so, like, I love his interviews. So I reckon he just, he just says how it is. You yeah. got to respect that. There's not much of that anymore in sport. You don't see like the execs of like the NBA or the NFL coming out and throwing Uzis out there at the journalists or other people in the industry. They're all so like by the book. Yeah. Dana just says it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try branch you one more time before we go. <laughs> He'll know if it's three private calls. It's like a clingy ex-girlfriend, hey? Yeah, but if you think <laughs> about the play that we're actually doing – yeah, true. If you are in an enforcement officer, you'd be dead serious. <laughs> hello, Cameron speaking. Uh, hello, my name's Ken. Um, I was after Daniel Del Borello or Cameron Branch. You're a fuckhead. <laughs> that was so bad, why did you? Oh, I don't- <laughs> you are a fucking idiot. Fuck. What's going on? What gave it away? The private, the voice, or your, your, vo- your voice? I got the two on the private. I thought, fuck off, fucking banks. <laughs> oh, the I banks. Anyone money counts. <laughs> oh, you can save us here. What the dude you're doing the race with? Hand his number over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Text uh, perfect. Yeah, Steve. Steve Patente. Fuck yeah. Good luck, Branch, on the weekend. It sounds pretty um, full on. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's fucking, um, it's going to be, uh, I think I'm prepped now, eh? Yeah. I was, I was shit a couple of weeks ago because <laughs> I had a calf problem. But, uh, mate, I went for a run the other day and I was just fucking floating. So, feeling the goods. Fuck yeah, bro. Looking the goods too. Head's a solid two, body's a ten. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Feel it. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm down from uh, flogging style. I was like 86, 87. I'm now 78 kilos. So nice. That's good. Yeah. What was it? What do you put that up? Is that just from training a lot? Did you, did you clean up your nutrition or both? Uh, the training changed a little bit. I did a few weights, but the um, diet, man, just fucking stopped eating shit. Yeah. Do you still eat eating, bread? What was that? Sorry, man. Do you still eat bread? No, I never did, really. I do a little bit with Scotty, like if she wants wants to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not too. Do you know what? To be honest, I haven't been too strict. Yeah. Sounds shit, but like I haven't been too strict. Just um, a bit of portion control, a bit of intermittent fasting, a bit of, uh, and just eating better. Less beers Which, or same beers? Oh, yeah, way less beers. I've been drinking a lot less. No um, eight percenters? Hey. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No <laughs> fucking either. <laughs> That's not by choice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will text through um, old mate's number. Would yeah, do you think he's a chance I'll, to answer? Yeah, mate, hundred percent. He'll be working as well, so he'll be epic busy. He's got so much on. So he, if you're going to prank him, he'll get so annoyed. He'll be so good. Oh, perfect. He's up. <laughs> Why he's got I'll, a good? We got a good plan. I'll send it to you now. All All right, right, good luck for the run, Branchy. Yeah, he's an electrician, Stevie Potente. Uh, Former past player of West Perth Footy Club. You're going to call him and Stevie yeah, Pretende. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's running. Yeah, so. Okay. 
We, we tried to call West Perth to get you, and I joked that they might be still partying for no, the premiership. No, the receptionist is on. Um, like that's actually really smart to do that. But no, the receptionist is on the cruise. Like there's no one working at the club now. So yeah, I was like, you clearly won a premiership. Everyone's just checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just fuck off on holidays, doing nothing. But yeah, I'll, I'll send the, the message now. Cheers, mate. Enjoy your poo. You say you're in the toilet. No, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we got you. Mate, you know what it is? Wolfie's fucking studio reception is fucking bullshit. There's no internet, no nothing yet. <laughs> His stocks what must be cra- stocks are crashing, are they? See you, mate. See ya. Free Millie. He's talking uh, about doing a potty. You just didn't know yeah. <laughs> really annoying I can't believe that voice. I choked out. Cr- <laughs> what did I do? You I did not do so well. You just did you, but like as if the kids were asleep. <laughs> it, was well, so bad. it was so bad. I don't have to do a voice with this guy though. No. Are you, you do it. No, no. You you're better. No, you're on. You've got this. Oh, no. Um, hopefully he remembers to message that. Surely. Do you know how bad my memory is? If he didn't say that name again, Steve, after he said it the first time, it was already gone. Steve like, Patente? Yeah. But he said it the second time, then I was like, ah, oh, that's it. I feel like even the name's got a bit of spice in it. Like he, he, he would have a bit of fire in him, this bloke. Yeah. They reckon the All name's right. got it. Like. Got his number now. Here we go. Hello, Steve. Oh, how you going, Steve? Oh, how you going, Steve? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. My name's uh, Ken Forsman from uh, City of Stirling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, good, thank you. Um, I was just calling you um, regarding a uh, an unauthorised run that we have potentially been flagged with um, a Cameron branch. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, now we understand you're planning to finish in um, Clarko Reserve there. Yes, correct. Uh, but on our records, we have uh, no application for use, and um, we do actually have a park hire fee. Uh, uh, what, sorry? A park hire fee, a $500 fee. Oh, okay. Why? So you're not allowed to have a barbecue on the on the ground? Uh, well, barbecues are encouraged. That's actually what the park's intended use is. But, uh, yeah, we're not uh, used to people sort of just throwing up finish lines willy-nilly for some... We're not throwing hundred... up a finish. We're not throwing up a finish line. We're just finishing that for a right. run. Okay, well, yeah, the enforcement team, they've actually researched the... Um, there's a podcast, you know, The Hard Yarns, and we've seen some extremist views, uh, anti-vaccine, and um, we're worried of potential riots with, <laughs> it, with the crowd that okay. you may draw. It's okay. a, it's not a funny matter because the fine's up to ten thousand dollars for unauthorized use. So. We haven't encouraged anyone to come down. I, I believe, or well, I haven't anyway. So I can't stop people coming down to a pub. A pub. A park. The park. So yeah. well, it's our understanding, and that's uh, it's all over Facebook, which has been brought to our attention that you plan to be there at seven thirty and. We just like you, look, we understand you're trying to do a good thing. You're trying to do like one-tenth of what Ned Brockman did or, uh, but. So, yeah, just to clarify, so we're actually running for a cause. So the council will make us still pay the, I don't know, hire out a park if you think we're hiring it out, even though we're running for a cause. Oh, everyone's running for a cause. 
of course, there's, uh, that's why we have fees. If we just can't do everything for free, otherwise we can't fix the roads. You know how it is. Yeah, but I'm not. We're not hiring out anything. We're not even just finishing that. I haven't encouraged anyone to go down and see up there. So, well, in fact, Steve, we've already got our family. I've already asked my family to come down. Steve, with respect, say you're getting married and uh, you decide to get married at Clarko Reserve and you're not encouraging anyone to come to your wedding, there's still a fee there that you need to pay if you want to get married there. I know you're not getting married, but it's the same. We're not hiring a space. We're just stopping there. That's the same with the wedding. They're literally just standing there. We get this all the time. Okay. So, obviously, we can't have weddings for free. There's uh, fees that need to be paid. There's a lot of other consideration with all the scooters. There's magpies. There's there's a lot to consider. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, but you, you are going to have to pay the high fee. What we can – we have been known to uh, – not sure, to sure how much fundraising you might be getting, but if you were uh, – we could accept possibly 10% of your donations towards the fee – if you think that'll be less or more than the higher fee. So, yeah, you either pay the fee or you you put 10% of any money raised towards City of I'm Sterling. Not, I'm not paying any fee, mate. I'm not even finishing that. So we're not hiring, we're not encouraging anyone to come down. I can't stop people coming down to say hello to us. So we're allowed to stop, we're allowed to stop our run at a park if we want to. Well, yes, but if you're setting up a finish line and advertising, you're using we're the not, park. We're not setting up a finish line. I can send you screenshots of the – it says finishing at Clarko Reserve. But I could say that to, about any run. Yes, but we, we don't – put it this way, we, we feel the $500 hire fee is much better than paying the $10,000 fine. If you, um, did, if you did intend to stay there because... You guys are an absolute joke. The council's an absolute joke. I live in the Sterling Council and you guys are a joke. You don't, you don't encourage anyone like... I've had an issue with my neighbours in the past and you guys just want to clean out, like walk away from it and not help out. And then the one time I'm trying to do a good thing, you guys want to say there's a $500 fee to hire out a park. It's an absolute joke. It's ridiculous. Well, and I'm not even hiring it out to people. I'm not even telling them to come down. We're just saying we're finishing our run there. We can't encourage people to stay away. You got these parks for a reason, don't you? That's that's correct. But like, what's, that, what's the point of having barbecues there if you've got to hire out a park? Mm, all right. I'm just going to put. I'm, I'm going to put you onto my associate, who you do raise a good point. He he has a couple of things he would like to say. Look, as well. to be honest, mate. Look, I'm not. We're trying to do. We're running. A, a good cause, and then you guys want to throw a five hundred dollar fee at us. Hey, g'day, mate. It's Greg. Greg here. Sorry about it. Just yeah, from an advisory point of view, we understand it's a great thing, and we're just worried that Cameron Branch has put it on his social media, and there's a lot of people yep. that are showing interest to come down and support a great cause. That's fantastic, but. We are worried about the traffic. It, West Coast Highway in general has been a bit of a nightmare with the uptaking of the e-scooters is a lot of middle-aged men and thing like that going wild on those things we've had a number of accidents um, magpies yeah. are at an all-time high at the moment kids being swooped losing eyes a guy got hit by a potato the other day lost his eye don't know if you saw that 
yeah, I understand. I understand that, mate. But like, what's that got to do with paying a five hundred dollar fee? Oh, every, everything, mate, because it, it covers insurance. And you got you could be running in there to that park and heaven forbid, roll your ankle or something happens to Cameron. We don't know. Like, we, it's crazy. But, so. it, but then, so does that mean that everyone who runs along the coast there has to pay a fee? Mate, that's we'd love to get to that stage, but we can't unfortunately. But oh, really? Well. Clarko, the park, it's a destination. They have the salt markets there as well on the Saturday, so it's going to be pretty busy. There's every likelihood you could run into one of the tents there that will be there to set up for the Sunday as well. We don't want anyone get – if there's a lot of people congregating, we don't want everyone to get hit by one of the tent pegs. There's a lot to take in, do you know? Yeah, but it's a bit of a joke. I said to your – other colleague, I said, we could be running along the coast and stop wherever you like. What's the? You don't pay a fee to run on a path on a on a pathway, do you? So what's the? Like it's not like we're gonna be hanging around the park for hours, you know, celebrating. We haven't even encouraged anyone to come down. We just told them that's where we're finishing because we're trying to do our run for a good cause. And I thought that the, the Stirling Council would actually waive that and encourage us to do that. Yeah. Well, so if you look at it, I mean. <laughs> It's for a fundraiser. It's not for anything, like, stupid. We're not going to be partying or anything like that. We're just finishing our run there. We, well, we, we have been looking at Cameron's social media, as mentioned, and their podcast, and we just know they've got quite crazy views on um, a number of political issues, and we're just worried there'll be some extreme behaviour down there. We know he's linked with West Perth, and they've been partying pretty hard since their premiership. <laughs> I am a West Coast player, mate. Like, uh, no, that's what I worry player. about. That's what I worry about. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. It's, I think you guys are just trying to get money out of us for no reason, to be honest. So well, We know West Perth don't have money. <laughs> am I right? But uh, I know West Perth don't have much money. Am I right? Who? West Perth. Didn't they go bankrupt? Yeah. No, not anymore. They're, they're fine. Bad. But, yeah, we're not, we're not there to – we're not encouraging anyone to come down. We can't stop people coming down to our, to the park to watch us finish so I don't I don't oh no, they can definitely come down we're just saying it's more it's the flat rate for all the city city of Junelab have the same thing if you hire a park out it's 500 we're not hiring a park we're not hiring a park out but you are but we're not but what happens if we have a run down there as well and there's multiple fun runs happening there and everyone's got the Ned Brockman craze and how we control all that I feel like everyone wants to run these days when they see one bloke run across Australia they want to run but you get you get a hundred people running along the coast and finishing at that park all the time. You have picnics there all the time. You have birthday parties there all the time. Do they hire out the park? Sometimes, yeah, they do. Sometimes, okay. But we're thinking we'll maybe for... Well, what about when you guys start your run down Carinut Road, how about we... We're not running on Carinut Road. We're coming from Cottesloe. Oh, brilliant. That's a lovely run. How about yeah. we, we meet you somewhere around... I'd say Scarborough, and we can get the city of Stirling security guards to maybe guide you guys in on e-scooters just to make sure if there's too much traffic and listeners, they don't get in the way, more of a safety protocol. And then once you get to the park, you can't actually step on the grass, but you can just finish on the footpath and then maybe make your way home. Okay, but I've I've just got my family and that coming down to – support me after the run so the plot the they can stand on the footpath as well but then isn't that isn't that more of an issue people being on the footpath blocking the footpath than it is on the park no well the footpath's only um fifteen ninety five. if you want to hire a space there you can hire a couple of tiles 
A lot of real estate agents do it with the bus stops. I just find like this is ridiculous, to be honest. That's crazy, I know. But it's where we live in, inflation, money's money. Yeah, exactly. That's what I feel like you guys are doing, is trying to get money out of us, and we're running for a, a, a good cause. So I don't know why the Sterling Council can't just waive it, because we're actually, we're actually just running for, you know, to create money to a cause that we've, we're donating to. So... I understand that, but if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna provide security detail for the amount of people coming, we need money for that too. So that five hundred dollars would probably help two of our staff members guide you no, on the e scooters. We actually don't even know if there's people coming down. Mate, I, I reckon there is. Well, I, I just don't know. So do you reckon you'll finish the race? I mean, yeah. there, there is a there is a rule. I think it was passed by the who was it. Mark McGowan might have done it a couple of years ago where if you actually did multiple runs through four or more city councils, you can get charged by each council. So we're actually flagging a couple of fees there because you, you're starting at the dam. That's essentially you're going through four or five city councils. Yeah. That that's, could be two and a half grand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I just don't get it because we're just running together. We're not uh, – okay, it's obviously because he's promoted it, but – I, we haven't encouraged anyone to come down to the park. But is it, like, can you guys at least, you know, make it a bit cheaper for us because we're doing it for a good cause or is that just a flat rate? I'll just well, – I reckon we could do 490. So 10 bucks off. How about if you start at Trig and finish at the dam? Nah. Oh. I can't because – nah, because it's – nah, it's too hard that way. Mate. Just because it's all uphill. So, it wasn't too hard for Nettie Brockman, mate. That's what, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what would Goggin say about that? Too hard. He'd yeah, say stay hard. hard. <laughs> nah, look, let me. Um, yeah, can you guys give us a call back a little bit later? I just need to have a chat to Cameron about it and yeah. see what he wants to do. Uh, no worries. Because, look, we wanted to make to raise as much money as we can for you know the cause that we're running for. So for us to now pay four hundred ninety dollars on hiring a bit of a part, which we don't even know if anyone's going to come down to. Uh, Steve, sorry, sorry, it's, it's Ken Forsman here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard the conversation with my uh, co-worker and it just got me thinking that um, yep. would you consider, if we waive our fee, would you consider yep. um, a tattoo of City of Stirling? A tattoo? Yes, no, <laughs> like n not a permanent one. We're just thinking on the f on your foreheads that you support City of Stirling. Forehead? Can't we just why why, why can I ask why? <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. You are a legend. Oh my god! Would you, whether this is just a stupid crank call. <laughs> Who the fuck is calling? <laughs> we, we tried to call Branchy and he, he was on to us, so we got your number. He was a fuck, So sorry. Oh, that sounded so ridiculous, the fee for a run for a good cause, but no, seriously, good luck. Yeah, I, had, I had no idea you guys were calling me. Yeah, good luck with it, man. It sounds like an amazing run. It's free. Don't worry, the park will be free for you. Branchy gave us your number. Fucking can. <laughs> you can fuck my number on, eh? This is shit. 
I'm glad you're getting angry at him, not us. No, no, yeah. Cheers, right? See you, man. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> Did Branchy just lose a running partner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's fired oh. up, eh? Oh. The tattoo on the forehead. <laughs> oh, man, he was so nice. Yeah. Kept yep. his cool. Yeah, he did. That was so funny, man. Tattoo on the forehead. He actually still entertaining. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> if the government can throw that sort of stuff out there, God. Oh, the thing that is kind of in the back of my mind the whole time, though, is that that is something City of Sterling would do. In yeah, the I know. <laughs> like there's an element of truth to it. And when he said that he lived there, yeah. I was thinking like there's no surprises that he's already had like a negative run in with him. Yeah. Everyone seems to have a story. Eh? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Dragon Hill ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen, listen on their phone call. Eh? Oh, man. Oh, man. Should we message Brad? Should tell him to record the phone call? Do you reckon? Yeah, because he just messaged you. I saw it come through on the phone. What did he say to you? All right. He I'll... said, did you get him? <laughs> tell him record phone call. Record your phone call. Oh, so. Let's wrap it up. That was amazing. Oh, patron, Tim Hapson, legend, jumping on board. Um, big shout out to all the patrons. I'm stoked to see a few of you there at Eternal. And, um, yeah, the community that – Gives us so much, keeps us going. We really appreciate you all. Legends. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to Mode. Oh, wait. Thanks to Manscaped. Thanks to Rusty. I <laughs> <laughs> just lost that translation. Mate. I was reading your shirt. And big thanks to Stevie Pretender. Yes. Like, and Branchy, good luck on the weekend. Um, I'm hoping we can still show up. To um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, a bit, ch- I'm a bit worried. Stevie might beat me up now. Nah, he'd be too tired by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to swing at me, but he's just in slow motion because he can't walk. I was waiting for him to like take the bait and like realize that this is ridiculous, but he just kept being so. I think confused why they kept flabbergasted. Money. Yeah, because yeah. like when I said you could rent some of the footpath. Like I was waiting for him to sound. That's just so stupid. He just kept. He was just flabbergasted. Eh? Yeah, I love how people that they've done nothing wrong, but he kind of worked himself into a corner, saying he hadn't told anyone to come down. But then he's like, "My family are going to be there." Yeah, <laughs> you know, people just the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, <laughs> wish them all the best. I think people, if they want to donate to the cause, they can check Branchy or Hard Yarns uh, Instagram out, and they'll see some links to or, it. Or Stevie, or Stevie's. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thanks for being good sports. We'll see you all next week. Peace out. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.